1: Here's your host,
0: Dr.
2: Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. This may well be one of the most important uh, shows, one of the most important editions of this show that I have ever done because we are on, as everyone knows, the precipice of electing um, the Democratic candidate for the presidency, which then, of course, um, gives that person the additional opportunity to become the President of the United States. And we are in grave danger, folks. Today's show is Obama on the Couch. Um, It should be called, in addition, The Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, because that's exactly what he is. Now, It boggles my mind that he has gotten this far, and I must say, had I um, recognized that he was going to be getting this far, I probably would have been doing this show much earlier and much more often. Um, I have been caught unawares, as I think a lot of people have, that he has actually come this far. Today's race has become a nightmare, with Obama gaining votes, gaining endorsements, And the mainstream media has waited far too long to expose his terrorist roots. Um, I was watching Fox last night, and I finally saw them talking about, not about terrorism, but finally um, exposing some getting a little harder on him than they have been before. But my guest today is really, he's been called the go-to guy by uh, the media and by... um, All of the people who uh, need to know about terrorism, and I'm talking about everyone from the government, um, including the FBI, uh, the FAA, private sector clients, the military, law enforcement, United Nations campuses all over the United States, to talk about terrorism. And now, (laughs) that the reason why this is so significant uh, in regard to today's discussion and in regard to the presidential race is because of the fact that we have gaining steam, Obama, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and perhaps my guest, Dr. Harvey Kushner, may go so far as to say he is a terrorist. We'll see. Harvey Kushner um, has is the author of numerous best-selling books on terrorism, including Holy War on the Home Front: The Secret Islamic Terror Network in the United States. So, welcome to the show, Harvey. Well,
3: thanks for having me.
2: Well, have you? Has this um, happened to you too? That, that did you ever think that Obama would get this far?
3: Well, you know, I didn't give it much thought. Uh, being um, somebody who sits on the other side of the aisle, uh, I always thought um, whoever they dish up is not going to be uh, uh, the candidate that I would support for the presidency. And um, I thought he would. Uh, I, I thought he would give her a run for the money, but I never thought he would. Um, uh, have the Clinton campaign really implode uh, in the process, and, and really not do the right things uh, to uh, put forth their candidate? Um, and Obama has, and he's, as I think as you mentioned in the lead up, that um the media has really thrown him softballs and uh, haven't thrown him hard curves. Uh, they seem to uh, not challenge um, anything he says or um, things that he does, or they don't delve into his background as they have for other major candidates.
2: Well, why don't we start with that, um, the looking at Obama's background.
3: Well, you know, just to review um, where he comes from and uh, exactly. the type of political life he's had. Um, he was born, I guess, um, beginning of the 60s. I don't know the exact date, but sometime I think in 1960 or 61. Um, and he's now the junior senator, actually, for the state of Illinois, and obviously, he's the leading candidate for the presidential nomination of Democratic Party. Um, he was born to um, actually a um, Kenyan uh, father and a American uh, mother. His father was black, and his mother was uh, was a white American. Um, his father, I guess, left early on, and um, from ages six to ten, um, he lived in Jakarta, in Indonesia with his mother, and um, I, I guess his stepfather, she, I think she'd be married. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, he went to school, in, in um, certainly in Jakarta. Um, now, the question is, the schools that he attended, what type of education uh, did he get, and uh, how was he trained, because that, obviously... Uh, you know, as a psychiatrist, has to be in the formative years and leave um, some mark on his uh, personality. Right. And um, most likely the schools there were highly religious um, and certainly had religious training and, and probably uh, set forth being, uh, it's a Muslim country, probably very anti-American um, rhetoric took place uh, there. And um, I, I don't really know um, what he had at home. In other words, the type of bringing up he had there, but certainly he he, he did go to school in Hawaii as well. He, he lived in Hawaii prior, I believe, most of his childhood, and then he, in um, Indonesia where I, his mother, I believe, taught English. Uh, then he came back here, and he went to. Um, he, he finally graduated, I believe, from Columbia University, which is not a bastion of um, you know uh, uh, um, conservative beliefs. And uh, he went on, I believe, to Harvard uh, Law School and got his law degree. And he then um, was involved in, in politics and campaigning. And uh, he he married in the nineties, and he has um, two young daughters. And he also is the author of a couple of um, best-selling books. One, the audacity of hope, which the last word, hope, seems to be the you know the, the catchword of his of his campaign. Now, the question that uh, America needs to ask about this is. Um, the type of formative education that he had and the type of exposure uh, to other cultures, um, although could be a good thing, um, how does this impact him as an adult? And quite frankly, you don't see much discussion of this in the media. Um, In fact, he himself has probably discussed it more than the media when he mentioned a couple of times um, during some of his stump speeches that Uh, going to school outside the country and in Indonesia would give him and I think he's made hints to this give him a better understanding of them, meaning those outside the United States uh, and particularly possibly those who are enemies of the United States, and how they might feel, right? Yeah. Uh, But nobody's explored that. And I I think it's a a very challenging question that uh, needs to be debated. I mean, here's somebody who's running for the most important position in the world, and um, how does his education impact on it? Now, let's face it. The the media uh, bashed and bashed uh, President Bush about his escapades in college, and his lack of being, you know, a good student. At the same time, they didn't throw any hard balls to John Kerry, who turned out to have a lower average, actually, mm-hmm. uh, than, than, than President Bush. Uh, but Obama gets a free ride on this. They don't question his formative years and how that impacts his worldview, uh, other than just to, to, to mention it very, very briefly. But, but I think it's, it needs to be part of the dialogue to begin to understand, um, what this person might uh bring forth in terms of his thought process if he should be elected to the president.
2: Yes, because I think to make it clear his his mother's his biological father, his mother's first husband mm-hmm. um was a muslim um correct. and then when his his mother remarried his stepfather was a radical muslim from indonesia which is why they went back to indonesia. That's that's correct. And um and he did study in a Wahhabi school, a radical Islamic school.
3: Well, you know, um, that's all of that is true, and uh, the question is that needs to be further investigated as to exactly. Um, now, it's difficult to go back for a young person and, and to find out or you know, or interview classmates or that. But I can assure you. Uh, if it was the reverse, and, and John McCain had that type of experience, absent his his bravery and a service to his country, I could assure you that would be the topic of of many many conversations here. Um, but I, I think the danger uh, that he poses is that he 's providing a i think a false hope to a uh, different segment of the American public. Which could catapult him into office, and I think he brings with him, I think other than getting into his head necessarily, I think some of his actions speak louder than words. I mean, he himself has said he wasn't for the war, but um, I, I, quite frankly, uh, I'm not sure as to why he wasn't for the war uh what are his real motives. Um, uh, possibly what his allegiances to, um, you know, a one world government and to other entities out there that could cause harm to the United States. You know, in, in particular, um, he hasn't been challenged at all by the media on terms of foreign policy. I mean, he's made some very naive statements. One, in fact, he said he would go after the terrorists, he would attack Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, uh, there's nobody in this administration that I know of or I speak to that really believes that Pakistan is doing the 100% job that they should be doing. Everybody understands that. But in the real world of dealing with international relations, you know, you take what you get. And uh, I think that was a very naive statement. So uh, I I think that, you know, besides, um, you know, hammering home the point that, you know, you're, you're buying a pick and a poke in terms of what, what his belief system might be, Uh, I think he doesn't have any of the skills necessary to be commander-in-chief. For example, I don't think he's had any kind of leadership uh, positions. Um, Quite frankly, John McCain is also a senator, and we don't tend to elect senators. We tend to elect governors because the governors have had executive experience. He hasn't managed budgets. He hasn't moved people. So I, I don't think he brings to the plate. Now, he's hiding behind this rhetoric that, uh, hey, um, we want change, you know, and if you elect the same old, same old, you're gonna get the same old, same old. And that's how he's trying to paint, obviously, uh, his opponent Hillary and also, uh, you know, John McCain. And, and, and so, uh, I, I think, again, the media doesn't take him on on, on this particular issue, which I think can be disastrous when I think the number one issue actually, um, is terrorism. I mean, I know polls are showing the economy. I know polls are showing immigration. I know polls, some polls are showing education. But I still believe the greatest threat to our very existence is the terrorist threat. And I think um, Obama is not the right person.
2: Absolutely. Well, we'll pick up when we uh, come back um, with that. And um, I think maybe uh, we should take a little bit to sort of, a uh, little. Time to update uh, my audience in terms of some of the things, some of the facts about the uh, imminent, ever more imminent threat of terrorism. When we come back, so that um, people understand just how dangerous Obama is. Um, we're talking today. We're putting Obama on the couch. We're talking about him, the wolf in sheep's clothing, with my guest, Dr. Harvey Kushner. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Show with Kerry Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends.
1: Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com.
4: radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel.
0: VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr.
1: Carol, dial toll free at one 472 5788 Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist's host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Dr. Harvey Kushner. He is the world's expert on terrorism. And why, how is that related to Obama, you may ask? (laughs) Well, you've uh, begun to hear. Um, He is the author of uh, Holy War on the Home Front, the secret Islamic terror network in the U.S., also the Encyclopedia of Terrorism and many other Um, books and has given many lectures worldwide. He's the person, the government and the military and the UN and so on consult in regard to terrorism. He has been working on this for 30 years. And his quote is, one of his quotes is, in my 30 years in counterterrorism, I have never been more worried about my country. And I think... um, Oh, Harvey, you would you would underline that today as we're talking about Obama on the couch.
3: Well, you know, absolutely, because I think Obama represents has a tremendous symbolic value, and I know you appreciate this. Um, and, and why? Uh, let's look at it in, in this sense. Uh, there are a lot of people who uh, you know when they say is after nine eleven uh, you know for a variety of reasons blaming nine eleven on on the united States in other words it 's similar to in domestic crime where they blame the victim uh in this case, it was blame American foreign policy had it not been for American foreign policy. We wouldn't have had this attack. we've been instigating, we've been um you know mucking around in, in areas of the world which we shouldn't be, especially in the holy land and and with with Islam. That said, uh, that was always a problem here, and and quite frankly, there were people who were ashamed to say a lot of that right after 9/11, because the the wounds were really, really sore and and, and people hurt because of all of the devastation that that caused and and the toll in human life. But as we move past 9/11, certainly the rhetoric began to increase on college campuses certainly in other parts of the country, and there were infiltration in other government agencies, and even government agencies such as the State Department became very, they're Arabist and they became very anti-American in terms of our policy. And and, and certainly you saw that even in the political arena. And and quite frankly, um, a lot of these people uh, who are, you know, have, I think, a distorted view of what America is about, and they seem to have not had, some key person who they could solidify around. And, and to me, that's, that's Obama, because hmm. Obama, I think, represents to them this um, um, denial of the issue. Um, and quite frankly, it also means multiculturalism has visited this country, which has been a disaster for Great Britain. In terms of integrating their society. Now, if you look at it this way, you ask yourself, and this might sound like something that you see on the web in a blogosphere someplace, but when you think about it, it's interesting. If you look at the names of other presidents of the United States, certainly, Carol, you're going to have John Adams, you're going to have Thomas Jefferson, you have William Clinton. I mean, these are all American names, you know? But then you get a name like Barack Obama. And uh, not only is it Barack Obama, but the name Hussein is put in there as well. Yes, Barack
2: so,
3: Hussein Obama, I know. Exactly. That, that... So, so uh, we've opposed Saddam Hussein, and now we're putting it the leader of this country. So th- that that's trivial in a sense, but look what it says. It says that somebody, even who, though he, he denies any Muslim background, uh, quite frankly has some kind of tie to it, Uh, probably understands a lot of the language, probably understands portions of the Quran that Americans don't understand, lived in in, in an Islamic country uh, for a point in time. So you begin to get somebody who sits at the very pinnacle of American power, to, to have a relationship with an area of the world which, quite frankly, after 9-11, a lot of Americans realize that we have a problem with, and you know, we, we need not to um, invite that part of the world to become totally part of American society in terms of um, Sharia law, that, is, that Islamic law being used here instead. So what, what I would argue is that Barack Obama, from the name itself and from his actions, And from whoever he surrounds himself with, I think, begins to draw together a lot of anti-American sentiment, not so much anti-American in the sense that they want to destroy things or are violent, but they're naive, naive to think that it's America thisel- itself who's the problem and that we cause all the problems in the world. So I, I think well, that's yes. what I think is is, the, is his strength. And I think he plays to that issue. Look, well, his wife. Now, wait, I, wait, wait, wait.
2: Before you, before you leave that, though, um, I, I agree with you, and i, I it, it's an interesting way that you uh, sort of highlight that. And as I'm, I'm listening, I'm thinking, you know, this is the ultimate form of denial of terrorism. Yes.
4: Um, yes. You know,
2: he represents by, and, and I agree with you about his name, because I, I always say that, You know, if if someone wrote a screenplay, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. being in Hollywood here, Mm -hmm. I think about if someone wrote a screenplay about this, and they named the character who was running for president Barack Hussein Obama, Mm -hmm. it would be laughed out. You know, because a- because people would absolutely. say that's ridiculous. A- you know, this could never happen. Absolutely. Someone, Saddam Hussein, Osama, Obama. Right. This is ridiculous. Well, this is I- from a. This is who is this person who wrote this screenplay? There, they're an I- idiot.
3: And I didn't want to go even in the direction of saying, look at the rhyme of the name from Obama to Osama. But but uh, you know, the point is that I, I think it's a understanding now that America has joined the world as a multi. Cultural society welcoming it. I mean, I don't want to get into the fact that you know, if you look at our past president, sure he's a man of color and sure he looks different, but but that has that has a tremendous impact. Now, I welcome that. I welcome that as showing that America is um, broad enough. To welcome somebody who is not white into the presidency, just like it would be to allow a woman to become president, or a Jew, like, or, or, a <laughs> Jew or, or, or look with Kennedy as a Catholic. Now, now it was interesting. They used that against him. Remember that was in the media when Kennedy ran for president as a Catholic. They bombarded him in that. I remember as a kid walking around and they had um, these quarters. The Washington quarter, and uh, what they would do, Carol, is they would put sort of the skull cap that, that a priest wears, that red skull cap, cardinal, excuse me, on, on the red uh, quarter, and you would see them all over the big city, and it would say, if Kennedy's elected president, mm. the Pope is going to run going to run American government well Kennedy was elected president Kennedy turned out to be I hate to say this because people out there might uh, think I'm off the wall but he was one of our worst presidents I believe because he offered nothing other than his looks and, and,
2: well, and, and but, his family but ok but he was I, I, I liked him but what did I know <laughs> and right. the, I mean at that time but 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 what, what I did like about him and what I still you know like and what Obama is, is totally capitalizing on well, he although is. So I think that JFK had more substance behind him. But anyway, it's this rhetoric. It's this young... Um, good-looking, you know, uh, man who talks about brazen ideas and so on or, right, or, right, right. or change well, that, and all of that. Yeah, and he, yeah. he modeled himself yeah. after J.S.K. And, oh, and yeah. I think that people just want to believe, you know, he, even though he has nothing behind him, really, mm-hmm. he, they, people want to believe in change because we're not happy with the way things oh, are.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll tell you something else with the, the media. I believe Obama smoked cigarettes. I don't know. Yes, I believe he does. And and you often see him smoking. And, um, quite frankly, uh, it seems to me to elect the president of the United States to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> now, I know you should, I shouldn't go there, but I will. No, but I, I mean, you know, it, it shows that there's, a, that, that, that there's, sort of, that, that there is a paucity of common sense here. I mean, he's talking about medical. If anything they could okay. do to, to deal with the medical problems in this country is to get people to stop smoking rather <laughs> than to smoke. So, I, I, what the hell kind of example is that set? I mean, well, well, the hat industry was concerned when Kennedy became president; he didn't wear a hat. So men's hat sales. So could you imagine now, while many oh, of the yeah. cigarette companies, after the inaugural, he takes out a cigarette and lights it up. That's I mean, yeah, that's true. That's
2: true. It's better than having a an actor do it on camera. Yeah, um But you know, just to 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 mm-hmm. sort of drive home a point that you were making about uh, that, it's not just about his name, or it's not just right. about his childhood. Which, of course, as a psychiatrist, I right. certainly believe those years right. with those. Uh, Fathers who were Islamic and the years Mm -hmm. spent in a Wahhabi school and so on are very formative. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one could even try to overlook that Mm -hmm. if he showed in his actions that he had changed. But, in fact, all of his actions, his associations with people who are racist, um, you know, who are uh, against um, the against white people, against Jewish people, against Catholic people, and so on, that uh, the well, church that he says that he belongs to, you know, that, that some, is not really uh, much of an improvement.
3: No, it has baggage, and quite frankly, I think that uh, Louis Farrakhan's some support of him, I didn't come out and actually endorse him, but he said some nice words about him, I think. uh is something that the Obama campaign is saying, my God, we don't need we have friends like that. We don't need enemies, you know. Um, but I, I think all of the things, you know, you can't put your finger on it. would be as if, let me draw the um, example of um, trialing a case in civil court, or, or in criminal in criminal court, beyond the shadow of doubt, and um, don 't have enough evidence actually to convict what he would do given his background, but I think there is a preponderance of, of sim- symbolism here there's a preponderance of possibility here that I think is enough. That the media should have went ballistic over and, and jumped on it and questioned o- Obama's credentials because I think you cannot risk the American society by putting in somebody whose only four let, or only four things he says is H O P E.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, he's turning <laughs> turning. Uh, that's right. That's the only thing he's and everybody wants hope in this time when what they're really doing is putting their head. In the sand, not wanting to face the terrorist threat that's out there and and in here. That's what we have to Mm -hmm. Well, we'll be back. I don't want to let Dr. Harvey Kushner go. There's so much to talk about today. We're putting Obama on the couch. A wolf in sheep's clothing. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank
5: you
2: for
0: calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
5: Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map.
4: Rich,
5: and that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Sharman Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple.
1: If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today about Obama on the Couch with my guest, Dr. Harvey Kushner. He is uh, the world's expert on terrorism. He's been on everything from Oprah to O'Reilly. Uh, we need to get Oprah to be talking more about terrorism. That's going to be that's going to be the trick. Um, he is a, a, a consultant to uh, everyone in the from the government to the military to colleges, the UN, and so on. And he's the author of the Encyclopedia of Terrorism and Holy War on the Home Front: The Secret Islamic Terror Network in the U.S. And we're talking about this in relation to this um, nightmare that's occurring in the presidential race where Obama seems to have been picking up steam despite um, his not really having anything to offer other than uh, perhaps making us feel good. It's just this It's this uh, feel-good society, this quick-fix feel-good society where we're getting ourselves into real trouble, picking up wanting to believe in his rhetoric and wanting to disregard his Islamic background, um, which is not just a background, but has actually continued to show itself in his support um, of various people and various organizations that really put us in a lot of danger. You know, today... um, there's a news about the UK. Did you read that yet? Uh Harvey about What's how it? they have um been discovering in a trial they've been discovering how um there are training grounds in the heartland of the u.k. just as there are in the heartland of the u.s. Oh, sure. um, for terrorists mm-hmm, and uh, but this is sort of news to them who are you know where they're waking up in the u.k. as we have yet to um, to just how insidious the threat of terrorism is in our own within our own borders and well, could you talk about that in could, in general well, and then relate it to
3: Obama? Well, well yes. Uh, there's this denial, actually, that, that we're at war with um, with Islam, to a sense, uh, that we're at war with this abstract concept like uh, terrorism. Uh, and during World War II, uh, we were in a war with blitzkriegs or kamikazes. We were in a war with Nazi Germany. We were in a war with... Um, a uh, fascist Italy and uh, certainly imperial Japan, but yet we can't use the word Islam when we're talking about terrorism here. So there's this is terrible denial uh, about it, and uh, quite frankly, um, Obama is representative of that. Let me tell you why. Uh, the media will, will jump on John McCain and do an investigation like the New York Times did. Yes. In fact, whether or not he, he had an affair or. A, tempted to have an affair with with uh, somebody who was in a position to lobby him, and his staffers told him, you know, uh, lay off of it, it looks bad, uh, and certainly, you know, they they went into that, and they're still going out in Avengers, and Avengers and, you know, it could come back to hurt him, and, and that was the case, all, you know, all along where the media jumped on people, I mean, President Bill Clinton became president of the United States probably because uh, Gary Hart, who was running for president at that time, dropped out because of an affair he had mm-hmm. with, with some woman. And, and so Obama, Obama um, gets a pass. His whole uh, background, his, his whole where he grew up, there is no call ever. Of, for our newspaper to investigate this. So it, it's almost in the same way as we fight this war on terrorism. Where we, we fight it without naming the enemy. We, 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 we have to use the Marcus of Queensbury rules to deal with it. And I think Obama is, is typifies the other side when they want to close down Gitmo, which he does, in, in which they're against. Torture. Look, I'm not advocating torture, but, uh, you know, it's a more complex issue than that. Uh, he's, he's against that. Uh, and even McCain changes position on, on, on that, uh, on waterboarding. And, and, and quite frankly, um, I, I think he represents to intellectual America, liberal America, an America that would like a multicultural society, America that believes that terrorism, that America was a terrorist too We, we, you know, the British are terrorists. Uh, We cause our own demise. I mean, all all of this is constant whipping of us as a nation. I think Obama is able to operate as the terrorists operate, and we have to, on the other hand, meaning if you... um, uh, dealing, uh, you know, running against him, like McCain, we have to operate with a different set of standards. Now, it's very interesting. They themselves, the media, will not, didn't publish that picture that was, could have been surfaced about him, because the American public has a right to see this, has a right to know anything about him. What they've done publish, is they, which, very suddenly allowed Hillary to drop these bombs.
2: You're talking about the picture of Obama?
3: Yeah, the picture of, they've allowed Hillary to do, uh, not Hillary herself, but possibly somebody in her campaign, whatever. So look what's happening here. The media has very sophisticatedly allowed Hillary to become the bad guy so to speak, and allowed him to attack Obama, but they themselves won't touch him. Yes, it's amazing. You, it's you, amazing what they've done. Could
2: you explain that a little bit more, because people might not know what picture you're talking about. There's
3: a picture that's been around and surfaced about he's trying on a Somali, um, you know, costume uh, wearing a turban when he was visiting Somalia. Uh, and that has surfaced, and, you know, it shows him in, in, in a garb, which Somalis are, Somalia is an um, Islamic country and it shows him in a garb that somebody who of the Islamic faith would wear and, and, that, and that's been, been surfaced and uh, um, the, the paper is outraged about how, why it's been surfaced they're blaming it on some rogue camp in uh, Hillary's camp and they're saying it's dirty politics and in fact it's worked against him uh, against her in the primaries which are coming up in Ohio and in um, Texas and her lead has dwindled away so the point I'm making is by not investigating him, by not talking about him by saying that it's, you know, you can't discuss anything that smacks of any um, ethnicity or anything about his uh, background in terms of that, um, you know, they've in a sense, I don't want to say they forced uh, some people in that campaign, but if you look the negative stuff, the investigation of things is coming from outside of the media. The media is not doing diligence in terms of investigating yes. Obama's background. And
2: why do you think that that is?
3: because I believe the media, the liberal media, with the exception of some of the cable networks and the talk radio people, uh, I think is totally within the camp of what's going on on college campuses like Columbia and others, in which the United States is blamed for her policies, in, in which it's beat up America Day. It's that we should have a multicultural society. We should welcome Uh, what's happened in Canada or in Great Britain and the United States is actually um, a figment of the past and needs to uh, move into the direction of of one world And, and and I think that uh it certainly is the case from the print media if you look at the Washington Post you look at the uh, New York Times you look at a whole slew of these papers i think they take that that position which is clearly uh, a position in which they would support um and i don't want to go off um you know an in this but where they would support um certain uh things which are against family values and and you know and sort of um celebrate uh diversity and diversity which is looked askance by um, people who have traditional Judeo-Christian beliefs, and um, I, I think that that's the role of the media, the role of universities, and I, you know, quite frankly, I believe we're moving more and further and further in this direction.
2: Well, that's uh, <laughs> well, that's really rather scary. Um, I, I mean, I think that uh, I well, think that a... when people look at Obama, you know, yeah. that is a part of it. That um, it's so. easier for. For the average man on the street mm-hmm. to relate to Obama as being a kind of everyman, or as being a, mm-hmm. uh, a minority, being mm-hmm. a um, an underdog, mm-hmm. and um, rather than Hillary, who you know was the uh, first lady, and and, exactly. um, and you know uh, certainly. Uh, has her place even in politics and mm-hmm. has long hell had a place, and Bill and so on. Mm-hmm. And Obama is this, is, is easy, it's easier for people to sort of relate to this upstart who
3: who is an underdog or who was right. an underdog. Right. Yeah, and I think Americans love underdogs, and I think certainly this is why, um, if you take an example from sports, this is why I think the Giants got such a tremendous uh, round of applause because they were a dramatic underdog. In the playoffs, and they went ahead to win the Super Bowl, which is America's game. And I think um, that's what uh, some people feel who are disenfranchised to an extent. Because if you look at the people who are voting for Obama, especially in those white states, they, they were highly educated, they were um, you know well, probably well off economically, and they they tended to you know come out of minority or whatever. And 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 quite frankly, it's a, a different. Uh, it's not Middle America who's voting on this. I'm not saying it's bad, but what I'm saying, you got to understand, his appeal is is to a group of people I think, which we encapsulated as saying that they truly believe America has wandered down some path of, um, you know, taking it into a, you know, down a slippery slope of destroying our Constitution and destroying our, you know, what this country stands for, and I think they're misinformed as to what the country stands for. And uh quite frankly, uh, you know, they will use the argument, always use the argument, that this Islamic threat is nothing more than threats which existed against the United States in other eras and other times. Uh certainly we were attacked with Pearl Harbor. Uh they're talking about uh, you know, the great economic invasion of the eighties when Japan was taking over the world's economy. And they go back into times when um, you know, this country had problems after the Civil War and Reconstruction and periods like that when, you know, Terrorists were looked upon differently, but I, I really believe you can't necessarily compare historically all these things and come to the conclusion that terrorism by any other name is terrorism. I, I think there's, I, I think there are different things involving Islamic terrorism than than involved other, um, you know, terrorist attacks against this country, and um, I, I think that we're not sharp enough to uh, understand that. And the only time we do understand it is when you get hit like a nine eleven. And, and then we become clouded with the issue of the day, rather than looking at long-term solutions. And I'm very disappointed that this country—I I, I think that this apathy, Carol, that that has existed and it continues to grow after 9/11, coming up on a—we'll uh, talk after the soft break.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely right. The apathy is going to be uh, what kills this country, and the apathy is what's allowing people to get caught up in the superficialities of Obama's campaign. We'll need to take a break, but we will be back with more about the wolf in sheep's clothing, putting Obama on the couch. My guest is Dr. Harvey Kushner. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk.
5: Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time right here on America's Voice, Voice America.
0: VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866
1: 472 5788. Now, back to the show.
3: Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Here with me is Dr. Harvey Kushner, a world famous expert on terrorism. We're talking about Obama on the couch and um, how our country is in greater danger than it's ever been with his having gained momentum in the presidential race. Um, why don't we talk about some of the things that um, that have happened but really have not been given enough notice, such as the things that Obama's wife has said, such as his not having saluted the American flag, such as his not wanting to shake hands with people, especially with the left-hand um Due to his religious beliefs, things that you know that, that are worrisome.
3: Well, I think the media again is uh, giving uh, free pass, and I think there's also um, a fear by people who I respect in terms of their analysis. Um, I think are afraid to go after her too. I mean, uh, take a person like Dick Morris, who I think is very brilliant. Uh, as an analyst, political analyst, he worked for the Clintons. Listeners uh, might recall, uh, Dick Morris said, "Well, you know, one of the bad things: don't go after the wife. She's not running for president." I think I think he's I think wrong about that. I think Americans look sometimes as the package of the presidency who the first lady is. Uh, quite frankly, uh, they always with talks about that when others have run and didn't have a good time with it because of who the first ladies were, or or in the case of Geraldine Ferraro, who was the first woman, really, to run for president, who uh, what possible affiliations her husband had. Uh, but uh, Michelle Obama has made some outrageous statements, of, and I think she's getting a, a pass. One in particular was that she said, this was the first time, and you know, the first time I my adult life, I'm proud of my country. Now, I know people who try to analyze that and say, well, the sentence after that or this, she was really talking about people feeling, uh, you know, coming together. I don't think that's what she meant. I really don't believe that's what she meant, and I take her at her words. I mean, for her to make a statement like that, I, I find it uh, absurd. Um, first of all, here's a woman who uh, has everything to be proud of. I mean, forget about the, the accomplishments the United States had from the, the destruction of um, the Iron Curtain and, and other examples. Um, she went to Princeton. She uh, had the privilege of going to Harvard. And, um, you know, I think she had every opportunity. She should have felt proud of the country. If she felt she went there but she deserved it, fine. If she felt she got in because she didn't deserve it, well, fine, too. She got the same, you know, inequality as everybody else might have gotten who, who was not black. But the point is... Uh, they're not going after her. They're not going after him in any way, or um, you know. And, and, I, and I think when it comes to John McCain, or I think when it comes to even Hillary Clinton, certainly we see how um, you know uh, Bill Clinton and, and Hillary. <laughs> the, the media had no problem giving them a pa- it never gave them a pass. Right. Um, but and you yeah. were
2: saying before about uh, McCain, who, by the way, I am going to be voting for. Um, when the media. Got into the New York Times went into such detail, uh, apparently they had been preparing this story for a long time about this supposed um, affair or almost affair or a thinking thought about affair or whatever. Um, and, and yet why, you know, you, you mentioned before about not sending investigative reporters like to Indonesia or to, you know, other places where the, the background of Obama could have been more elucidated. I mean, we do that kind of thing. You know, look at the National Enquirer, and I'm not suggesting that it should only be right, the National uh, Enquirer, but, uh, um, but we, we do this kind of investigative reporting when it has to do with Britney Spears, you know, or when it has to do with some crime, some murderer absolutely. or something, you know, then everybody. You know, sends out the troops when when it's a celebrity or when it's some kind of um sensational I, 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 murder yeah. they they spend lots of money sending reporters to find out that and yet to find out about the background of the, the potential president of the United States, no one seems to be working on that
3: no and, and it's shocking it's quite shocking and you even see it in in the you know the the rags that you see in the supermarket as you're checking out. Uh, most of them have this headline now this week, but they show the picture of Obama wearing uh, uh, dressed up in Somali uh, regal regal in a Somali garb with a turban on his head, and they, and they talk about it as if this is a low a low shot uh, under the belt by Hillary, you know, and, and so they don't even get to the issue of yes. the photo itself. And, and you're right. I mean, you would think that a a president who's been educated outside this country, especially in an area of the world which has anti-Americanism as common as wearing a Timex watch, you would think... That uh, they would be invested, they'd be all over this case for crying out loud. The same way they were trying to pull the records of um, of Bush when he was in college, yes, uh, yes. or when he was in the reserves. And, and it's amazing. And the American public doesn't go after him because I think there is again this denial, which is folding into Obama, that if we elect him. Terrorism is going to go away. He's going to speak to the big bad Iran, and they're going to go away. You know, this is all something created by the Bush presidency about, you know, post-9-11, you know, insanity of the, the USA Patriot Act. I, I you think mean the, that,
2: that, that another aspect of this is... That because he had this Islamic background, that he's going to be able to speak their language and get them yeah, to not want to take,
3: yep, take us over. Absolutely. And in fact, that's an ever tell you of every most of the college professors in this country that I speak to, and I speak to them on a regular basis. And it, it, it's certainly something he's indicated in his stump speeches that I would have the ability coming from that region of the world. I would have the ability to understand them better. I would understand the negativity that's expressed there.
2: And could well, you explain why that's ridiculous?
3: Well, it's ridiculous, certainly for for any number of reasons. But the first is uh, it ain't going to happen that way. And quite frankly, um, you know, uh, they were mad at us before nine eleven. They were mad at us centuries ago. I mean, this is something that's been festering for the longest uh, time. Yes, he's not going to be able to
2: change what the Koran says.
3: Well, well, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, in fact, he's also it, 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 the media. Didn't even pick up on this. On his some speech the other day, he mentioned that he wants to make America the number one supporter of, of, of fighting AIDS in the world. Well, who is the number one yeah. supporter of fighting AIDS? It is the United States. In fact, Bush, President Bush, has done more for that than any other president. In fact, they even know, welcomed him now on his trip to Africa. You know, they even said that about him in newspapers. He, he's presented more money for fighting AIDS. So there's this total distortion, and, and again, I, I think, if I said anything today, I think the most important thing I'd want to be remembered for is that I, I think people have to understand that Obama is false hope, and I, I think he's encapsulating all of the negativity that people have towards this country, uh-huh. and you're putting it in a package, which, you know, is something is totally different. After all, if McCain is not spouting this. It's coming from somebody who is not like the same old, same old. Because what's the same old, same old? The same old, same old is somebody like John Adams, Bill Clinton, names like that.
2: Right, right. You know,
3: it's, it, he, he's in that this fresh breath of air that's coming on there that combines both white and black.
2: And I think that that it is a key point that to whatever extent um, he is an Islamic sympathizer, whether that's to some degree naive or not on his part, Mm -hmm. um, that it isn't going to be able to stem the the centuries, you know, and certainly and certainly the current events of of the infiltration within our country, within the UK, within Europe, within many countries around the world. This isn't something that that one man by sitting down and chatting with what? Osama, he's gonna (laughs) you know, is gonna change.
3: In fact what it's doing is it's sending a message to the free world and I use the free world as a very shrinking term. Um I mean the world that is judeo christian based it 's sending a message to them that listen, whatever this administration is trying to do for eight years, whatever the United States is trying to do for eight years after nine eleven is is wrong, and that we, we were going down the we had a wrong um, going down the wrong path, and I think that 's dangerous not i 'm not saying that this is why you you must elect John McCain, but uh, i 'm saying is you've got to elect somebody who has the ability to understand what the issue is. And I I haven't, look, I haven't seen any discussion of this even in the debates. For example, when you watch the Republican debates, the word Islamic terrorism is mentioned numerous times, never in the Democratic uh, Hmm. vernacular.
2: Hmm. That's interesting because the message is supposed to be if you elect us... Um, you're not going to have to worry about terrorism. And, folks, believe me, this is so not true. For more information, I suggest that you go to Dr. Harvey Kushner's website. And it's HarveyKushner.com, Harvey, K-U-S-H-N-E-R.com. And, uh, again, some of his uh, best-selling books are The Encyclopedia of Terrorism, Holy War on the Home Front, The Secret Islamic Terror Network in the U.S., and perhaps if you start educating, taking your heads out of the sand, as you know I've been imploring you to do many, many times, and realize that this is an ever more imminent threat. Just look at the news today about the UK finding uh, terrorist camps in their backyard. We heard about that in in the United States too. Um, and and this is this is not this is something where we need to have a president who is going to be strong on terror and who understands the threat of it. And uh, Dr. Krishna, thank you very much for joining me today and and, um, I hope we've made a lot of people think twice. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.